And they're into the stretch, and it's Echo Zulu off the turn in front. Secret Oath on the outside second. Nest is third in the center of the track. Then comes Desert Dawn. It is Secret Oath and Luis Saez. They have the lead at the eighth pole. Echo Zulu not going with her. Nest is making her run. Desert Dawn is on the outside. But as they come to the wire, it is Secret Oath for the coach, D-Wade Lucas. She wins the Kentucky there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the Website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What's up, up here, Welch? He's Aaron Alterman. He's Mike Samich. We're coming to you live from Churchill Downs. This Splickers off. What's up, boys? Hello. How's everybody? Doing pretty good. It's long day. Long day. Uh, our yeah. rain was on and off. It was a lot of fun. Good horse racing. Uh, Secret Oak looks awesome. It's interesting oaks, that's for sure. It's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Uh, it's been a long day, like Thomas said. We're struggling a little bit. The uh, Blues are on. That's not going well for these guys. So they're no quite poorly. It's going downhill <laughs> for them even further. But we did see the coach win the Kentucky Oaks. So how about that? Incredible, incredible. You know, it, it was unbelievable. It, we were in separate spots, right? You and I watching uh, the, the like. You were in the paddock. I was on the track watching them come in, and uh, we saw each other. And we we're both like. She looks like a different horse today. And, and, and Patrick was like, yeah, he's saying he looks great. She looks great. It's like, yeah. When we saw her in Arkansas, we both looked at her and we we're like, I don't, I don't, she doesn't look good. Today, huh, looked like a million bucks and ran like it. Really great. Yeah. Yeah. We were in the paddock, uh, me, Samich, and Patrick, and she walked a foot away from us, really. And it was like, damn. You know, because obviously we were walking Kathleen and Echo and all those horses, and she, like she looks like she could face. She looks like she could face the Colts. That's how like, she looked. That she looks good. like a Colt. She's yeah, built like a Colt. Like you have just the muscle development, the size. Yeah. It was just it was very impressive when you saw her in the paddock, and it was yeah, uh, not shocked she ran that big of a race after seeing her up, up close. Yeah, it, I, she was nice. I, I thought it was a different horse. I mean, like I was like that doesn't look anything like who we saw in Arkansas. Like she put on weight. It looked like to me, it was it was just a different looking horse today for sure. Yeah, it, I mean. It, it wasn't it for obviously all everyone here was rooting for Kathleen. No, that's our money. That's where our money was at. But that was a nice consolation prize if you don't have her. Yeah. Um, because it was one of those things that there's not. I mean, she just didn't run well. Kathleen, no, that yeah. is. No, no. So it, that was the thing. Like I was telling you guys, you know, if she gets beat a nose, I'm like, I'm upset. I'm like, damn. But like when I turn home, it's like, well, I'm rooting for Secret Oath because we we're not gonna win. Yeah. I don't know what the hell her deal was. She was awful. I thought uh, she's just way too far back. And and yeah. then she like 
Castellano made an inside move and then decided to swing five wide, and, and she didn't kick anyway. So it's not like even if she, she was able to save ground and get through the rail that she would have challenged Secret Oath at that point. Yeah. It was really, to me, Secret Oath was a tale of two jockeys, right? I mean, you switch from Luis Contreras, who kind of sent her a little early and sent her way wide, and you switch to yeah. Louis, Louis Saez, who rode her perfectly in this race. And the pace set up for, I thought Echo Zulu ran a hell of a race, uh, mm-hmm. being able to sit up close to those early fractions, not make the lead, which is what she wants to do, and still hang around for fourth. But... Uh, you know, just when you saw that move around the turn that, that Secret Oath was making, you kind of knew it was over. Yeah. Because it was going to be tough for anyone to make up ground going this long for the first time against this, this field that just is just a dominant run. Yep, for sure. And to be clear uh, with this comment, we're not talking about her race. We're talking about how she actually looked, like physically how she looked. We were live on the track in Arkansas, and she did not look that great. Today, she looked like a million bucks. To be clear, again, we're not – criticizing her race in arkansas this physically she looked yeah different today completely different just want to be clear she looked extremely fit and that might have to do with the fact that how you know there was a lot of talk about how yeah. how hard he was working her mm-hmm. d wayne prior to this like maybe she you know maybe overworked her well she definitely was fit yeah. and there's no doubt about that and she ran yeah. and honestly she kind of just cruised i mean it didn't really it seemed yeah. like she and he and he even alluded that in the press conference, which by the way was an awesome press conference. I mean, anytime <laughs> it's like we went as soon as he they uh, he won, we went straight to the yeah. press room so we could watch because he's like, you know, this is gonna be good. And he just he, he did disappoint. He was fantastic. I asked one question. I said, "Who do you like in the, in the Kentucky Derby tomorrow?" And he started to answer with, "Well, six of the jockeys should be bagging groceries." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like they asked, "Who you're gonna win the race?" And that's what he said. So I mean, it was it was an unbelievable. There's only only one guy that can get away with saying that too. And that's him. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody laughed at him. If it was somebody else, they're like, you know, they want to kill this guy. So. Yeah, you know the the trip was dramatically better for Secret Oath here, and sure. and and that's what the coach said in the press conference. They were talking before the race, like maybe we'll get, you know, maybe we'll finally get a good trip because that seems like been the case with her. And well, they got Louis Saez on board, and you did get the good trip. So yeah. sounds like I mean we never know, but. <laughs> We know beforehand that that was a fod, and now she wins the Oaks. Maybe we'll have a date with the uh, the Derby winner in the Preakness. I'd be shocked. You got to think she'll be in the Preakness. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they they even said, hey, if she runs okay, we're going to be in the Preakness. She was better than okay, so it's it's yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. And okay, so to to one a that question. I, I mean, how serious is she? I mean, how? how... Tell you tomorrow, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, okay. Um, what was the number? Ninety-three, ninety-four buyer, ninety-four. Um, yeah. and, and when you look at the the, it wasn't a great Oaks. That's the other thing. Like when when you look at the actual internal fractions, the chart came out about thirty minutes ago. Yeah, she runs a ninety-four buyer. The opening quarter is twenty-two and change. They don't have a single quarter under twenty-four after that. I think they go twenty low twenty-four, and then everything else is high twenty-fours or twenty-fives. So it wasn't that fast of a race. Um, obviously, the 94 buyer kind of backs that up. That goes back to what she ran in Arkansas. Uh, she'd need to improve quite a bit in the Preakness to be able to beat the boys. Uh, this was not a good enough effort to get the job done. No. Uh, you know, it, it's funny that uh, just the fact that <laughs> the the press conference when we were in there was just fantastic. Yeah. It, this guy lives for this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, you can like, you can. That's the thing. You can like him, not like him. Bet against him. Bet you know, bet you know, bet her. It's like anytime that he's in the 
he's in the winner's circle. Yeah. It's good TV. Well, Jared brought this up, uh, the comment about the Battaglia thing. Like he was, he was, you know, making fun of Battaglia for the morning lines and how bad they are. He's like, <laughs> he's trying to please this person that he went to yeah. high school with and this person that's his neighbor and on and yeah, on. His, and on. It, I, he I just put, went on a rant about it. I just pull up the quote. He says, he goes, okay. they asked her, is they just kind of flying under the radar? He said, that's a good question. A good description of her. She does that. Yeah. You know, there's one thing. She comes from out of Arkansas, but now the morning line comes out on Monday. And Mike Battaglia has been doing this for years. And so there's... So here's how it works. Mike Battaglia is born in a stall over at Lexington. <laughs> so he has to automatically take the Ashland winner and make it the favorite. Then he goes to the second place horse. Then he has to please some farm that he worked on as a hot walker as a kid. That's the second choice. <laughs> then the third choice, has, he has to pick somebody that he went to school with and hung out with at Malone's Bar. And then that's the third choice. And now the fourth choice, we get secret of. That's how it works. <laughs> And only him, right? Only that guy can say that kind of stuff. And again, yeah, anybody else. And the place that? was dying. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the question. Uh, I don't even because the way it sounded like even if she didn't win, there was a pretty decent shot she might run in the previous. So yeah. he's like, yeah. basically, he said, well, if, the, if we have a good run in the Oaks, that's where we'd go. Yeah. I mean, she'll be there. It does that. <laughs> What? How? How are we? Because I've seen this to I've seen this comment or question to on on our social a little bit too tonight. Does it change at all how you feel about the Arkansas Derby and the horses that ran in the Arkansas Derby? To be specific, with Cyberknife, of course, winning that race, does it change how you feel? Maybe like maybe that race wasn't as bad, or you know, how how are you feeling about that now going into tomorrow? I don't take much out of it, honestly. I think she got a better trip. I think she got a better ride. I think if Luis Saez would have been aboard and gave her that ride in the Arkansas Derby, she would have won. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm at with it. Like, obviously, it doesn't hurt those horses, <laughs> for sure. But I don't automatically go, well, okay, we got to play those two tomorrow that, that beat her in that race. I To me, like, th this isn't even close to good enough to win in the Derby, what we saw today. So I... I I'm not going to upgrade the Arkansas horses because of what happened in this spot. Yeah. Um, no. Well, I don't know about. I know we're not. There's no no people alive. No dudes alive in the uh, no. Oaks Derby double. We had Nest and yeah, uh, Kathleen. No, so Nest obviously. You know she ran okay. Nest. Yeah, not bad. Echo but, ran okay, but still none of them ran great. You know. Yeah. Well, that, that's the that's the take the biggest takeaway for me. Like you didn't see. A monster come out of here like and that was i think one of the things we we're all hoping is that we'd see like just this dominant philly come out of here and there's obviously a ton of time for these horses to improve it's earlier in the three-year-old season so you could see massive steps forward by any of them mm -hmm. uh going toward later in the year but i, I like there wasn't the monomoy girl-esque performance out of this field today you know and that's a little frustrating considering you know we talked about how good this field was and how like in the end it's it was fair all you know there's four horses that we thought could win and Two of them ran one, two. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like it was shocking result necessarily, but it was just, the way, especially the way Secret Oath won it, which was quite impressive. You would have thought, you know, Samich, you kind of alluded to this uh, here earlier with us. You're like, you're kind of expecting, like, maybe that was like a high 90s, yeah. low 100s buyer. Like, she just ran a huge race. And like, well, what can I do? Or what can you yeah. do? But when the horse runs basically the same buyer she's been running, and Kathleen No, by the way, ran a better buyer last time out. You're like, yeah. ah, really? Yeah. That's a little frustrating. 
a thousand percent it is. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Uh, you, you know, when you pick a horse that, that has been running really good, you know, ran a buyer last time out that is much better than what we saw out of her, it is a little bit frustrating. And I don't think we would have guessed a 94 could win this thing today. Right. No, I would, as good I, as the Phillies were. You set the under over at 94. I'm pounding the over. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, so it's that's where it's kind of like, all right, well, yeah. I don't want to get too excited about the race, even though Secret Oath visually sure. looked awesome yep. coming around that far turn, making a nice move again around the far turn, was able to open up down the lane. So visually it looked great. Uh, the numbers just came back a little weaker than I think we all expected. Yeah. Hey, how about the weather? I mean, <laughs> yeah. All that rain, man. Unbelievable that we got away with this today. It, it rained hard, you know, for like, what? 20 minutes. Maybe. It'd go off and on. Yeah. But I mean, it was, but the sun would come out from, I mean, yeah, the sun was out for the first part of the day, mid part of the day, yeah. end of the day. Yeah. It was nice and kind of warm. Like it was not, not what we were expecting. And honestly, I don't, I don't think we're going to be getting off and on other than that uh, rain. I think tomorrow's track will be just fine. It, it's not raining right now. It didn't rain the whole time we left the track. I think we're good. I mean, unless it's one of those things that, for whatever reason, it comes tomorrow and it's not in the forecast. You know, it seems like we're going to be fine for this thing. Uh, maybe the disappointment. Okay, so another thought here is the fact that, you know, you had Goddess of Fire who ran really poorly. Kathleen No obviously didn't run. So maybe that race wasn't as good as we thought it was, that being the Florida, uh, yeah. Florida Oaks. And then... Um, you know, I'm looking through here. Nostalgic didn't run well. Hidden Connection definitely did not run well. Ugari was second to last, and Venting Valentine was last. You know, Echo Zulu, I think she ran a she ran a solid race. I mean, I don't yeah. think she ran terrible, but she certainly, and again, it kind of talks about that when you look at that number, you're like, well, she probably could have held on better than that if that was that if that's how that fire came back. Yeah, the one thing you look at the chart, um, the first, third, and fourth place horses at the half mile pole finished last, second to last, and third to last. Echo Zulu was in second, and she ends up running fourth here. And actually looked like she put up a fight down the lane too. So I like, I think of the, like she clearly ran a pretty good race in that sense, where she did some of those that dirty work, and and she didn't get the lead either. That you got like she wants the lead, and so she never had the chance to do what she does best until maybe the middle of the turn. But at that point, she was already running on fumes. So. I thought Echo Zulu's race was actually pretty good here, all things considered. I think she ran wildly better today than she did at, Bear, at Fairgrounds last yeah. time out. You know, and by the way, Hidden Connection, where was that horse? Uh, that horse was right up front. I mean, it was, it was on the pace, and he she just quit. Yeah, I mean, she was just done. Yeah. So that and, and to your point, like you were saying, like uh, they ran those up the four of them up there. Three of them were third, last, second, last, and last, and yeah. Echo was able to stick around. So that's saying a lot, but at the same time, uh, you know, today, there was no debate. Secret Oath was just better than these horses today by a wide margin. You know, you guys want to talk about Kathleen O. To me, I've seen people on Twitter making excuses for her. I I just don't see one. Yeah, I mean, she got an 88 buyer today, Kathleen O. Massive progression. Yeah, and that's... Maybe she bounced off that Florida race. Like, maybe that Florida race buyer is inflated. Like, Mm -hmm. they're there, but that's a a massive drop from what we saw from her in Florida. Yeah. She just didn't show up. Didn't show up. And that's what's interesting about her is, I mean, there's a lot of people are like, well, she came too far back. Okay. So if she runs up and maybe gets second, I'll, I'll buy it, you yeah. know, or, and it's like, well, he, 
He jolted her out to the outside real quick. Okay, yeah, but she saved ground all the way around there until he did that. It's not like she was wide on both turns. So he just didn't show up. Henry says Suge isn't good. That's why she lost. I mean, I'm sure people will say Castellano sucks too. So, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, you all are entitled to your opinions. Yeah. She didn't show up. That's a, that's the facts. Yeah. Why? That's up to anybody to say, right? Yeah. Uh, I know everyone keeps talking. Let's, let's, let's talk this about one more time. <laughs> just, everyone wants to know, you know, that this, this obviously means Barbara Road is got to be improved tomorrow. It got to be bumped up because of today's effort. That, Cyberknife certainly has to be bumped up because of today's effort, right? No. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't don't feel that way. Again, go back and watch the Arkansas. Okay, this would be a good, this would be a good thing to do. Uh, If not for the, what's going to happen in the Kentucky Derby, just to kind of see how big of an impact a jockey makes. A really good jockey versus one that's not. Look at the trip that she got in the Arkansas Derby and look at the trip she got today. That's the difference. That's the big difference in this race for Secret Oath. If you go back and watch her Arkansas Derby, she made a wildly impressive move, but she flattened out. She was too far back. He, he got her in trouble. You know, she, she flew as fast as she could, and then she flattened. Today, you had a jockey that, get, that got tactical position on the horse, made the move not early, but at the exact right time because we didn't have to move early because we only had to pass a few of them and, and, and just galloped home. So... With a beneficial pace setup. Yeah. The jockey, though, made the difference in the race for me. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't think you upgrade it. I, I think it's really hard to say that, oh, because she ran well, now I'm going to bet Cyberknife. To me, that's a little. Yeah. I, yeah. No, thanks. How good is Secret of? Is she really good? Or is she taking advantage of, like, you know, like she was, like, she was good. Tried boys, not very good. Now she been paying it, came back, and maybe this class isn't great. I think here you go. Is she better or worse than Swiss Skydiver? I don't think she's as good as Swiss Skydiver. No, I don't either. Yeah. Um the only thing that hurts her is like I think we're sitting here saying though, she would be undefeated this year if Sias was on her in the Arkansas Derby. Now maybe she would be running tomorrow if she would have won the Arkansas Derby. And I think that Arkansas Derby kind of downgraded her, myself included, you know, and she's really good, but I don't know that she's like going to be a Philly. We look back on five years from now and talk about her, you know, like, like, wow, she was unreal type. I don't think she's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But she's probably, she's really good. Yeah. Probably not a Breeders' Cup, Breeders' Cup winner. You think? I when you think of Latruska and you think of a, a Malathod and you think of a, a Pauline's Pearl, even I don't know that you know when you look at the Breeders' Cup crop that might be there. I don't. I don't think she can beat them right now. She's very. She's very honest, though. You give her that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to show up. She gives you an yeah. effort, really, every time. Every time. And then even when she had the poor trip, she ran. Yeah. She just flattened because it was so terrible. What happened? You know. Anyways, all right. Um, all right. So obviously, the Oaks is in the book. Let's look at the Derby briefly. We talked about if you want to listen to the Derby podcast we did last night, we covered that, gave her picks and insight. Of course, we got a ton of Derby information on the website, racingnews.com, as well as on our YouTube channel, YouTube slash racing news. But let's take an early look here. Um, of course, the early odds are out on uh, for the Derby. And let's see. Well, my screen is not going to let me. Chrome has lost permission. I got, I got you. 
<laughs> this is last night, too. Really? Yeah. Okay, Sommage has got me. Here we go. But Taba and Epicenter are your co-favorites now at 5-2-1 in the early betting. Of course, this is very, very small uh, handle in right now, very early. So, of course, that could change. But it gives, does give you an indication of how this thing is going to be bet. Obviously, the Taba 12-1 is a pipe dream now. So you're going to get 5-1, to 6-1, to one, probably somewhere in that range on Taba. I don't know that he's going to go off the favorite, but he's definitely going to be their sec- second, maybe third choice of this race, whereas he might flip with with Messier in terms of being the better value of the Yafferts. 100%. Yeah, this is, uh, I, you know, we, we kind of expected 6-8-1, to 5-1. to one. Five to one, We're getting a little dicey. Like Salman said last night, though, listen, Messier is going to be the longer. And, and I think that is going to clearly happen. So that that's really, this is like the odds you're seeing, and that's kind of what we thought. I think the one big surprise to me is, boy, Taba, as a three-to-one favorite, wow. Yeah, I mean, well, let's let, let's all also like grain of salt here, right? Because look at the advanced on-track wagering handle. Uh, we're talking 9000 bucks. You know, it's not it's not like we're taking huge amounts of money there in the, the on-track handle. Um, when you look at the Oaks Derby double, Epicenter is going to be the favorite there at $25. Then you got Tava sitting at $32, Zan in 36 and then Messier 40 kind of the, the order that we expected them to be in last night. Mm-hmm. is what we're seeing now. Um, Epicenter clearly looks like it's going to be the favorite tomorrow in the Derby. You've seen that everywhere overseas, and now you're also seeing that here in the, the Oaks Derby double as well. Yeah. I would expect that, you know, and I think that's a, a typo by way of Mo Donegal on that first list because they don't have 9000 bucks there. He'd be the favorite if he was. Um, I, so I would expect that you're going to see Epicenter as a favorite tomorrow, four to one, right? And you're going to get nine to two, five to one, five and a half to one, somewhere in that range, probably five and a half to one on Tapa as your second choice. And I think Xanon will be right there too. I'm going to go back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, it's not crazy, but it, it does. We, we talked about earlier how it's like, well, thankfully we did get 12 to one on him starting off or else that five to one may have been docked even harder yeah. on Tapa and he may have gone off as a favorite. So he can only take so much money. And, and really, if you look at Epicenter, um, he's definitely, you know, like we, I think I said, I said it on the post drug, like he, I thought he deserved to be the favorite. Yeah. You know, even though yeah. I get that I'm going to try to play against him, like when you look at just what he's done this year compared to Zandon, yeah. he deserves to be the favorite. And I think the public is going to bet that way. A thousand percent, he should be the favorite in the race based on resume. They're really, you can't argue it, right? Messier, if he would have won the San Diego Derby, then maybe you could make that argument. Maybe he would be the favorite and be deserving. But when you look at what the horses have done in their body of work, Epicenter should be the favorite. Yeah. How about the Happy Jacket 22? It's just not just insane. Well, again, again, look at the handle. Like this, your your favorite Epicenter is $6,500 to bet on him in a pool that will accumulate $41 million. Right, yeah, right. So, like, we're talking, we're talking like one percent of the votes in here, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see a lot bigger handle, and and the, this is also the people that are choosing to bet the day before in advanced wagering pool. So it's yeah. gonna get a little funky. I, I think when this when this kind of evens out, and you can see this. I mean, Happy Jack is six hundred dollars in the daily double. That's the second longest daily double. The only one longer is Tawny Port. I'm sorry, Rich um, Rich Strike is the longest. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, Happy Jack, and then Tawny Port. So you're gonna see a massive number on Happy Jack tomorrow. So I, these these Numbers are a little misleading. I'd look at the double odds more than I'd look at the actual odds for the advanced wagering right now. Now, one thing I'll say, though, with a horse like Happy Jack, you're not betting the name Jack in doubles. That's, that's So fair. hit that yeah. aspect of him, 
for the Derby is good for actual betters, yeah. right? It's like, oh, his name's Jack. Great. <laughs> it's like it's like with my boy Jack, right? He just yeah. now he was obviously a little bit better horse, but took a lot of dead money. Um, now does Zandon start to creep up there now that you know we were like, oh, I can't play him at favor. That's crazy. But now you're like, oh, seven to one, eight to one. Like now does it become? Because like I wonder if he would have been this price morning line if you would have been like, that's the value. That's the thing. This is the thing that's wildly frustrating about the morning line, right? If he actually goes off at eight to one, all of a sudden everything we said is out the window because we were we were thinking he's three to one and he's eight to one. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if I, I you still feel Tabor's the most talented horse, you would still pick Tabor yeah. even at the five to one, eight to one numbers. Right. Again, I think based on the double prices, you're going to see a very close choice between two of them, and so it's really who do you like more, Zanin or Tabor? However, Zanin becomes much more bettable at five or six to one. Yeah. I am uh, like as a win bet probable horse like that. It, all of a sudden, you don't need to get cute. You don't need to be like, I'm going to try and find a double with him. I'm going to try and find a way to bet him in the exactly. All of a sudden, the win bet becomes a much more long term profitable bet versus trying to find a way to get the proper price on him. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if this is any, any indication of how he is going to be bet, which honestly is not that's shocking. I mean, that's kind of what he deserved to me, in my opinion. He deserved to be because it's like even though he won the bluegrass. Still, uh, to, to be the favorite of the, the morning line favorite of the Derby was just insanity. Yeah. Um, and you had to know that Taba would be bet hard yeah. considering what he did in that Santina Derby. So it doesn't change, but it does, uh, it, uh, it definitely offers some. If we're sitting there looking at Taba at five to one and, you know, Zandon at nine to one or eight to one, you're like, ooh, that's, that's appealing as well. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it, it's a, it's a very um, it's just again, it never made sense what their odds were, and we knew that, right? It's just they you were never going to get any of those odds that, that he set on it. It was just a weird line. Well, uh, it definitely was, and we wondered how that would be played out, just given the some of these odds. You look at, of course, we don't know the. Is this, you think is Modonigal seven to one correct? I guess no, so. that's incorrect. No, the, I think the seven to one is correct. I but think not the, the one, handle. The yeah. handle is incorrect. Yeah. So he's bet down from that ten to one, which I don't know if I, I wouldn't play him at seven to one. And that I mean, it makes sense with the price of the double, right? I mean, if you're staring, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's the crazy part is like charge it sitting at sixty seven dollars in this double. So charge it's going to get hammered tomorrow if that's correct. You're looking at like twelve to one on charge it. Like yeah. So there's. It's interesting to see a couple of these horses that are going to get bet down pretty hard off these lines. Yeah. But that's what you're going to, if, if you have the favorites going off at five to one, you're going to get a lot of horses coming down from their morning line odds because to go to, go to three to one and seven to two to five to one each in a pair mutual pool, it takes a lot of money on some other horses. Um, I mean, we, we, we won't, we've harped on this, obviously. I think we're at the, the end of this yeah. Yeah, as far as how the race is going to play. If you yeah. want, again, if you want to listen to, our thoughts of the race last night's podcast. Go look at the last podcast or go to our YouTube page to watch that video. Or any other hundred videos yeah. on the page. <laughs> if you want to know my exact thoughts, Halterman's exact yeah. thoughts, or Samish's exact thoughts, uh, it's yeah. all out there. Um, I think the biggest thing you can take away from this, at least what we probably will see tomorrow, there's two things. One, seems like we're going to have a very normal Weather. running of the, of the race. Yeah. You know, There yeah. shouldn't yeah. be any issues with there. Number two is... 
these odds are starting to kind of kind of do this where it's like okay now you kind of get to pick your horse here you know odds odds aside it kind of feels like zandon playable epicenter yeah. playable taba playable you know messier play you know what i mean so like everyone's kind of balancing out and honestly that's the way it should be because that's the kind of year it's been with these horses yeah absolutely and uh, you know well, we've said it for a while now. It's like this is a very you know competitive group. It's it, and it's it's got four or five top heavy horses that that are really competitive. And then that next group and John White alluded to this when you get past your top three, four or five horses, the next kind of tier there's a bunch of them. It's not just okay. Here's two or three, and then we can throw everybody else out of making an impact. The next eight or nine could get up for third or fourth type of thing. So yeah, I mean. They're grouping together, and and that makes more sense than what kind of we were given. Yeah, I mean, he even said like I, I listened to the John White um, interview we did with him. It's like he kind of list he gave out there's 13 horses that he thought had a chance to make noise in the Derby. 13, yeah, which is kind of crazy. We yeah. when you see an odds board like this too, it means the try is going to pay. Yeah. It means the super is going to pay. It really helps out all those that the single race bets are all going to get ballooned up. Yeah. Because you don't have a standout favorite. You don't have even like even a five to two shot in a 20 horse field is a horse that a lot of people are going to put on top by itself and then spread underneath. It's really hard to do that when five to one is the favorite. It's, it's hard to be that confident in the horse. It's going to set up so that the, the, the in race exotics are going to pay really well in this spot. Yep. There you go. Absolutely. You're, that's it. You know, you're going to you're going to be, uh, be able to get paid for your opinions um, tomorrow. And that's really the way the day should go um in terms of you know if you have an opinion on you know Taba would have obviously been more appealing to 10 to 1 but if you I mean to me if you like a horse don't let the odd at this point don't let the odds sway from 10 to 8 or 10 to 6 or whatever just make you like well now I've got to change my horse stick with it yep Barbara Road that's your horse stick with it I mean if it's your horse it's your horse though yeah there's not there's really not going to be a lot of adjusting to make you go oh we can't do that all right, final picks. Are we gonna give them to give them again. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it one last time. And uh, gosh, here we go, Taba. I, I still think, like I said, I, I thought five, six to one, probably where we'd get maybe eight if we got lucky. We're sitting at five. Hopefully, he floats up a little bit, but it's still it's still Taba for me. And uh, the last like vote of confidence, uh, the the speed figure maker that I I kind of trust the most, like the most, Craig Mikowski for time form. You know, these picks, Taba was the top pick today. So that even, I was kind of like, okay, that's even another thing that makes me feel good good, good about it. Messier. I think Taba and Messier are the best two horses in the race, but I think Messier is going to be better than he was in the San Diego Derby. And I think he's going to be the horse in the lead at the top of the stretch. Who won the Oaks today? Horse in the lead at the top of the stretch. I, I, I'll take that horse in the Derby 10 mm-hmm. times out of 10. And I feel like I'm getting a more than fair price if I'm getting eight to one on Messier. Yep. I can't argue with either one of your points. I'm on uh, the Tava bandwagon, but I also like Messier a lot. You know, we after the last night's show, I was editing it and putting it out um, and putting it for the podcast version. We watched uh, last year's running of the Derby and go watch that race and because it, it, it kind of get it kind of opens your eyes a little bit to what you might see tomorrow in terms of how we kind of think this thing could unfold. Um, of course, Medina Spirit being Messier and uh, Taba. Well, hopefully he finishes better than Helium did. <laughs> but in terms of Helium, is did draw the twelve hole that year and watch how he comes out of the gate. Get look where he's in, gets in position in that first turn as as relation to 
uh, Medina. And of course you see, I think who was the, was it classic, the, our classic Causeway, but who was the horse on the outside that came um, out with the speed was it soup and sandwich or yeah, yeah soup and sandwich yeah. was out there in second yeah, yeah so it yeah. kind of when you watch it's like oh that's that horse that's that horse so uh, yeah. you know if you're looking for the 12 how the 12 might break tomorrow being taba uh that was a nice little like okay i'd like that i'd like to see that trip on the first part of the race and, and with and with uh mess you know uh messier he of course you know medina spirit had the eight holes so very similar in terms of draws um so you kind of can see how this race could possibly unfold early in the race and so that's kind of a, a i don't know just a thought to kind of go back through and watch some replays yeah um but Taba, that's my pick that's it i'm ready that's uh, let's run uh, i'm done <laughs> really it's time yeah. right like this is it's it's past time to run this race yeah. I, i'm so glad tomorrow when we get on this we're talking about it being over and we can analyze what's going to happen next and what we saw other than to try to go over this one more time because it's We've talked it to death. It's time. Uh, Block Party says it's hilarious after bashing Bob. You guys are unanimously selecting his horses. Good luck and thank you for donations. Well, and again, this is what I've told people, and they just they, they continue not to get it. It's it's not a, it, we're talking about we're trying to pick a winner of a race, right? Yeah. This is betting. This is not hey we hate somebody so we're not going to pick them. Yeah, pick the best horse. You try to pick the best horse. Exactly. Not with your head, not with your heart. And I don't listen. I don't. I don't. I, I said this last night. Like I'm, I don't care who trains the horse. As far as I hate them or I love them, I just try to pick the horse I think is going to win. What do you want me to do? Yeah. If 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 Steve Asmussen had Taba, I wouldn't be picking Bob's horse. Right. <laughs> I'd be picking Asmussen's horse because he would have Taba. You know. Yeah, it's just nuts. Yeah, I can't. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you, Block Party. Well, Block Party, that's. This is what it is. You know, the thing is, like, I, I went through that early on whenever. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I went through that early on with, with you know, like, and you and I had talked about that with, like, when I was like, just, I don't want to bet any Baffert horses. I'm well, tired. Of, you know, I tried to beat them every race. And you're like, well, at a certain point, that's. Yeah. That doesn't become a very you're, positive. You're letting mine have fire. Yeah. Just well, because you dislike someone. Yeah. And here's what happened. Life is good romped in the San Felipe. And, and Jared was like, he's not that good. Because he hated Bob Baffert. And I said, look, you're going to have to, like, if you get, you're looking at it because you hate this guy, he is good. Like, this actually is a really good horse. And you're like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You know? Yeah. So I get it, but we're talking about gambling here. And, and, and this is a, this is, like even D Wayne said, this is a cold, hard game. And, uh, you know, I've got to play the horse I think is the best horse, no matter who has it. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, of course, you can go to racingnews.com to get all our information and uh, picks for tomorrow's massive 2022 Kentucky Derby. Uh, the Kentucky Derby Wager Guide now available, 28-page wager guide is out. Uh, we've got that, of course, for tomorrow's card, the entire card of tomorrow. All our top four picks uh, included in that as well, and the live bankroll is still going on. Uh, we kind of had an up-and-down day. We had a few cash tickets we, of course, missed in the – in the yokes, but have a ton of plays for Saturday as well. So that get, go get go to racingnews.com and go get the uh, inside track to the 2022 Kentucky Derby wagering guide. Remember, all our videos, all our podcasts are available on our website at racingnews.com. Uh, you can go to the podcast page to get access to those. Of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen to your podcasts, and uh, of course, YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for everybody that's uh, tuning in. And continue to hit the like and subscribe button when you're on those because we have more videos coming out. And, of course, we'll have a ton of uh, 
recaps and analysis and trip breakdowns and all you name it after the derby kind of go through this race of course it's you because you know there's going to be one or two horses that get bad trips right <laughs> well one or two horses you wanted to you know that yeah. maybe had a shot yeah. um that get a bad trip or whatever and you can kind of we can break that down and we'll, and we'll get through this together hopefully uh we get the yaffert double tomorrow yeah we'll see we'll they gotta that. line them up got, you know what, what, what's uh d wayne say can't mail them in. Nope, you can't mail them in. That's why you gotta they're around. Yep. Yeah. You gotta go out there and do it. There you go. So hopefully we get a winner tomorrow. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jordan Wells. He's Aaron Alterman. He's Mike Savage. We're gonna be there tomorrow at the track. Hit us up. Hopefully the weather's nice. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 